son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. SCP-087, Object Class, Euclid. SCP-087 is located on the campus of said Wimmer. The doorway leading to SCP-087 is constructed of reinforced steel with an electro-release lock mechanism. It has been disguised to resemble a janitorial closet consistent with the design of the building. The lock mechanism on the doorknob will not release unless said Wimmer volts are applied in conjunction with counterclockwise rotation of the key. The inside of the door is lined with 6 centimeters of industrial foam padding. Due to the results of the final exploration, see document 087-4, no personnel are permitted to access SCP-087. SCP-087 is an unlit platform staircase. Stairs descend on a 38-degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform of approximately 3 meters in diameter. Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. The design of SCP-087 limits subjects to a visual range of approximately one and a half flights. A light source is required for any subject exploring SCP-087 as there are no lighting fixtures or windows present. Lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have shown to be ineffective, as SCP-087 seems to absorb excess light. Subject reports and audio recordings confirm the distressed vocalizations from what is presumed to be a child between the ages of Herolf and Nisnevas. The source of the distress calls is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to descend the staircase have failed to bring subjects closer to the source. The depth of the descent calculated from Exploration 4 is the longest exploration, is shown to be far beyond both the possible structure of both the building and geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-087 has an endpoint. SCP-087 has undergone four video-recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Each subject conducting an exploration has encountered SCP-087-1, which appears as a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The nature of SCP-087-1 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not the source of the pleading. Subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with SCP-087-1, but it is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Addendum. Over a period of two weeks following Exploration 4, several members and staff of the Redacted campus reported knocking at a variable rate of 1 to 2 seconds per knock coming from the interior of SCP-087. The door leading to SCP-087 has been fitted with 6 centimeter thick industrial padding. All reports of knocking have ceased. Authorized personnel may refer to documents of 087-1 through 087-4 
for transcripts of Explorations 1 through 4. Document number 87-1, Exploration 1. D-8432 is a 43-year-old Caucasian male of average build and appearance and unremarkable psychological background. Class D designation is a result of demotion due to his mishandling of SCP RB D-8432 is equipped with a 75-watt flood lamp with battery power capable of lasting 24 hours, a handheld camcorder fitted with a transmission stream, and an audio headset for communications with Dr. Seviet at control. D-843 steps through a doorway onto the initial platform. Despite the wattage, the flood lamp only illuminates the first nine steps. The second platform is not visible. It's fucking dark. Is your flood lamp functioning properly? D-8432 shines the light out the door and into the academic building's hallway. The light reaches significantly further. Yeah, it's working. It just won't light these stairs all the way down. Thank you. Please continue. D-8432 descends for 13 steps before reaching the second platform. The platform is in the shape of a semicircle with an apparently concrete surface and walls. There are no distinct markings, aside from the nondescript patches of dust, dirt, or wear consistent with that found in a typical concrete stairwell. D-8432 rotates 180 degrees to begin descent down the second flight, and then pauses. Is there a reason for stopping? You hear that? It's a fucking kid down there. That sounds like one. None of the described audio is feeding through the camera or mic at this time. Can you please describe the sound? Uh, it's young. Either female or a very young boy. It's crying and sobbing and saying, Please... Help. Please. Yeah, it just keeps repeating that and crying. Can you estimate its distance from your current location? Fuck, I, I, I don't know, maybe 200 meters down? Please continue down the next flight. The subject descends another 13 steps. As he reaches the landing, audio of the child as described is picked up. The child alternates between sobbing, wailing, and the words, please, help, and down here. The level of audio is consistent with D-8432's report of it being approximately 200 meters below. Can you still hear the crying? Yeah. We're picking it up as well. Please continue down. Stop if you notice any changes in the audio or environment. The subject descends another three flights of stairs. Before stopping. You want me to keep going? Please. D-8432 continues another 17 flights, total of 22 flights, before stopping. There are no visual changes in the environment, and each flight has been a consistent 13 steps. I'm not getting any fucking closer to that kid. Stereo audio confirms that the crawling noise has not increased in volume and remains approximately 200 meters below the subject. Noted. Please continue. 
The subject continues another 28 flights before stopping, 50 flights total. DD-432 is standing on the 51st landing, counting the initial ground level landing. DD-432 is estimated to be 200 meters below the initial platform. 34 minutes have elapsed. The volume of the crying has not increased. I feel a little uneasy. You've spent a lot of time in a dark, unknown stairwell. It's natural. Please continue. The subject hesitates before stepping down on the next stair. As the subject moves forward, the flood lamp illuminates a face located approximately at the bottom of the flight, SCP-087-1. It appears to be the same size and shape as a human head, except it is lacking a mouth, nostrils, and pupils. The face is completely motionless, but is making direct eye contact, indicating its awareness of D-8432. Fuck! What the fuck is that?! Shit, holy fucking shit, what the fuck? Can you please describe what you see? It's some sort of fucking person face thing and it's fucking looking right at me. Fuck, it's looking right at me. Is it moving? No, it's just, it's just staring at me. Fuck, it's creepy. Please approach it and further illuminate the entity. Fuck, 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 I, I, I don't want to fucking... The face jerks forward about 50 centimeters, directly toward D-8432. Fuck, 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 fuck! D-8432 enters a panicked state and rapidly ascends SCP-087. D-8432 reaches the ground floor in 18 minutes, at which time he collapses and passes out. There is no sign of SCP-087-1. Review of the footage indicates an equal number of flights and steps ascending as descending. Audio of the crying and pleading remains at the same volume until the last flight, at which point it ceases. Medical reports indicate collapse was a result of the rapid ascension of the stairs, causing fatigue. Exploration 2 D-9035 is a 28-year-old African-American male of strong build. Psychological background indicates no abnormalities except an extreme hatred for women. Subject has an extensive record of... No, no, I'm here. See how you list? D-9035 is equipped with a 100-watt flood lamp with battery power capable of lasting 24 hours, a handheld camcorder fitted with a transmission stream, and an audio headset for communication with Dr. Seviet at control. D-9035 is also equipped with a backpack containing a hundred small LED lights with adhesive backs and battery lives of approximately three weeks. Lights turn on and off by compressing them. D-9035 shines the flood lamp down the first flight of stairs. Despite the extra wattage, the light does not illuminate beyond the ninth step. You want me to go down there, Doc? Please shine your flood lamp outside of SCP-87 to verify it's functioning properly. D-9035 shines the light into the hallway. Comparison with the footage from Exploration 1 confirms it is indeed brighter. Thank you. Please continue to the first landing. Doc, I, I know what you said and all, but I, I don't think I want to go down there. Please continue to the first landing. D-9035 pauses for 18 seconds, then descends 13 steps to the first landing and stops. 
Is that a kid? Please remove one of the adhesive lights and affix it to the wall on the landing. Doc, you hear that? Is that kid down here? That's unconfirmed. Please affix an adhesive light to the wall and verify it functions. D9035 hesitates, then removes one of the lights from its backpack and adheres it to the wall. He presses on the light and turns it on. Please turn off your flood lamp. D9035 hesitates again before turning off the lamp. The LED illuminates the landing, but does not extend beyond the first step either way. Thank you. You may turn your flood lamp back on. Please continue to descend. At each landing, affix an LED light to the wall and turn it on. If you notice anything unusual, please report it. D9035 turns the flood lamp back on, then descends to the next flight of stairs. As he sets foot on the landing, the audio picks up the sounds of a pleading and crying consistent with those of the first exploration. Can you still hear the previously reported audio? Uh, yeah. She sounds about 150, maybe 200 meters down. Am I supposed to get her? Look, Doc, I, I don't do good with kids. Please place the light to continue down until you notice anything unusual. The subject hears the light to the wall and turns it on, then continues to the next landing. He adheres the third LED light to the wall and turns it on. D9035 continues in this manner for the next 25 flights before stopping. I don't think I'm getting any closer to the kid, Doc. How far below would you estimate the source of the sound to be? Same as before. 150, 200 meters down. Thank you. Please, proceed. D9035 continues in the same fashion for the next 24 flights. At the 51st landing, he stops. Footage shows an arced gouge in the concrete wall, estimated to be approximately 50 centimeters long and 10 centimeters wide. The first step down from the landing appears to be completely smashed into rubble. You see that? Yes. Can you please describe what you see? Looks like something slashed to the wall, and steps over here is all crumbled up and stuff. Slash marks look really smooth. D9035 touches the gouge mark. Yeah, it's smooth. It feels like glass. Thank you. Please continue down. Look, Doc, I, I've gone far enough. Please continue, as per our agreement. I don't want to be doing this uh, agreement or not. D-9035 steps over the destroyed step and continues down the staircase. Nothing is notable at the next landing. D-9035 adheres an LED to the wall and continues in the same fashion for another 38 flights. The sound of the crying and pleading has still not gotten closer. D-9035 is on the 89th landing, and 74 minutes have elapsed from the beginning of the exploration. Subject is estimated to be 350 meters below the initial platform. I feel like the kid's just trying to lure me down here, Doc. I, I think it's time for me to... D-9035 stops talking and moving as the flood lamp illuminates SCP-087-1. The face is staring directly at D-9035, again indicating awareness of the subject's presence. 
Although SCP-087-1 appears to be unmoving, its location is 38 flights below the initial encounter in Exploration 1, indicating it is mobile. Is there a reason you've stopped? D-9035 is unresponsive. D-9035's breathing grows labored. SCP-087-1 remains immobile for an additional 13 seconds. SCP-087-1 blinks. D-9035 can be yelling and making incomprehensible sounds. SCP-087-1 jerks forward until it is approximately 90 meters from D-9035. Subject turns and flees up the stairs. Please relax and calm down. Turn around. We need a closer look at that face. D-9035 ignores the doctor and continues rapid ascent. He continues to scream incomprehensibly. D-9035, can you hear me? Please, slow down. D-9035 is unresponsive and continues rapidly climbing the stairs. His screaming diminishes to babbling. After ascending 72 flights, D-9035 collapses on the 17th landing. D-9035, can you hear me? D-9035 is unresponsive, but labored breathing can be heard through the audio feed. For the next 14 minutes, D-9035 is immobile. The visual feed is black, and the audio picks up only the subject's breathing and the continuous pleading coming from below. After 14 minutes and 32 seconds of unchanging visual and audio feeds, the sound of a rapid heartbeat not consistent with a human heartbeat and a low crackling noise is heard. Seven seconds later, D-9035 gasps and revives, continuing his ascent of the stairs rapidly and wordlessly. The heartbeat and cracking cease, and nothing abnormal is detected on the visual feed. He remains unresponsive. D-9035 exits SCP-087 and sits on the floor outside of the entrance. D-9035 then enters a catatonic state from which he has not yet recovered. Exploration 3 D-9884 is a 23-year-old female of average build and appearance. Psychological background indicates a history of depression. Psychological background indicates a history of depression. Subject has a minimal record of using excessive force to beef. D-9884 is equipped with a 75-watt flood lamp with battery power capable of lasting 24 hours, a handheld camcorder fitted with a transmission stream, and an audio headset for communication with Dr. Seviet at control. D-9884 is also equipped with a backpack containing 3.75 liters of water, 15 nutrient bars, and one thermal blanket. D-9884 stands on the ground-level landing of SCP-087. The flood lamp illuminates only the first nine steps. LED lights placed on the wall during the last exploration are not visible. Please descend the first flight and examine the landing wall. D-9884 descends 13 steps and stops at the landing. There is no trace of the LED light at the location footage from Exploration 2 indicates it was placed. Yeah, uh, it's just a dirty concrete wall. There's, like, nothing on it. No, wait, it, it's a little sticky right here. D-9884 indicates the spot on the wall the LED light should have been located. 
There's a child crying down there. She's... She's begging for help and crying. Thank you. Please continue down the steps until you notice anything unusual. D-9884 descends. Upon reaching the next landing, audio of the crying child consistent with the prior two explorations is picked up. No LED lights appear to be present on any of the landing walls. D-9884 continues with no incident until she reaches the 17th landing. Uh, there's something on the ground here and it smells really bad. It's all sticky and stuck on my shoe. That's uh, gross. Video feed confirms presence of a substance occupying a space approximately 50 centimeters in diameter. Can you describe the scent? Uh, kind of smells like old rusty metal and piss. Thank you. Please continue until you notice anything else. D-9884 continues to the 51st landing without incident. The 51st landing remains unchanged from the previous expedition and similar observations are made. D-9884 is asked again to descend until anything unusual is noticed. Subject continues her descent until the 89th landing is reached. The video feed jerks and the subject yells. Ah, fuck! There's a hole in the ground, I almost fell in! Video feed confirms the presence of a hole approximately one meter in diameter. The subject shines the floodlight down, revealing only blackness. Approximately four seconds pass, and a light of indeterminate distance down the hole flicks for approximately two seconds, and then back off. There's a light down there. It's gone now, but it was on for like a second. Did you see it? Yes. Can you estimate the depth of this hole? No way. It's too deep. At least a kilometer. Like way more than a kilometer. Thank you. Can you still hear the sounds of the child? Uh-huh. She still sounds far away. I don't feel like I'm getting any closer. It's like for every step I take, she takes one down. Please continue down until you encounter anything unusual. D-9884 continues to descend SCP-087 for approximately an hour, covering an additional 164 flights. She stops to rest on the 253rd landing consuming one nutrient bar and several gulps of water. D-9884 is an estimated 1.1 kilometers below the initial landing, yet the sound of the child has not changed in volume. After pausing for four minutes, D-9884 resumes her descent, making no stops for another 216 flights. One and a half hours later, D-9884 is on the 469th landing, an approximate 1.8 kilometers below ground level. I'm, I'm not getting anywhere. I think it's time I went back. I mean, going down is one thing, but it's a long climb back. You have been provided with food, water, and blankets to last you 24 hours. Please continue down. No, I think I'm going to go back up. D-9884 turns toward the previous flight of stairs, and then screams. SCP-087, the face, is directly behind D-9884, blocking her ascent. The face appears approximately 30 centimeters from the lens of the camera. Its eyes are fixed directly on the lens, this time looking not at the subject, but the person viewing the video feed. 
The video feed glitches and freezes for four seconds, accompanied by a static-like screeching noise from the audio feed. It then cuts to bumpy visuals of D-9884 descending the stairs rapidly. It's been following me. This whole time it's been right behind me. God, it's, it's right behind me. It was looking right at me. Doctor, please do something. Please help me. Get it away from me, please. I knew it was following me. Help me make it leave, please. No, it was looking at me. It was staring at me. It knew I was here. It's been watching me this whole time. Oh, God, please. Please help me. This continues in a similar fashion until the end. D-9884 continues to scream and plead hysterically as she rapidly descends the staircase. The previously heard static-like screeching seems to overlay the audio feed, beneath which can still be heard the original sound of the crying child. Approximately 14 flights down, the video feed swings to show the area directly behind D-9884. The face is now approximately 20 centimeters away from the camera lens. It is not staring at the subject, rather it is fixated on the camera lens, giving the illusion of it making eye contact with those viewing the footage. It is important to note that since the sighting of SCP-087-1, the sound of the girl crying and pleading has been increasing in volume, indicating D-9884 is nearing the source. After an approximate 150 panicked flights of descent with three visual confirmations of SCP-087-1 still in pursuit, D-9884 trips and appears to fall unconscious. Audio feed indicates strong proximity to the source of the crime. Static and screeching noise continue. Video feed shows yet another descending flight of stairs, indicating D-9884 still has not reached the base of the stairwell. Twelve seconds of motionlessness pass before the face comes into full view of the camera, eye contact being made directly with the viewer. Audio and video feeds cut out, and no connection is re-established. Thank you.